podcast number 20 this mother podcast number 20 thanks for joining us once again um it sounds like we're gonna try to do this every week now yes keep you guys um informed on all of our movements since last week was so fucking exciting yeah i have to apologize last week i was literally off a plane i think 24 hours or 36 hours i was fucking jet lagged and completely out of it uh not that i'm that exciting most times but i think i watched yeah. it and i was like really low like yeah energy i don't have an excuse i'm just fucking boring and <laughs> i had like those three beers man i got so drunk that day like i was jet lagged and i drank three stones which are like almost eight percent yeah and so this week we're doing some really weak ass corona lights which are probably like trying to lose some weight as well to stay in shape that light that light action it's fucking hot today dude yeah Oh, wait, before we start or begin, do the the plugs at the beginning that we always forget to do. Oh, you can do them. I don't sure. Know. All right. So, what the fuck? First, um, remember to like and share um, this podcast and all of our content. It always goes a long way. We appreciate it. Um, this podcast and the Mario Lucas podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher primarily. Or watch it on our YouTube for if you want to see us be awkward and drink beer on the youtube and then be sure to check out our patreon store patreon.com slash desmadre to help the efforts directly here at desmadre.com um yeah what is patreon again or how do you describe it easy in the easiest way um, patreon is basically a way for you guys to support like our rent our fucking internet yeah it's crowd funding crowd funding yeah. so if you like what we do you know, you're not paying for any of this content. You don't have to pay for the podcast. You don't have to pay for the YouTube videos. If you watch this on Facebook, you don't have to pay for that. Um, so Patreon is just a way for you to like chip in a dollar a month or $3 a month or whatever you want. And there are some prizes here and there for uh, more than that. But basically, it's a way to directly support uh, artists who independently do their shit. So um, it's been super helpful. You know, we're not bringing in a ton of money, but everything counts. Like, I think we're bringing in like $50 a month. Yeah. But that pays for the internet. Yeah, thank so, you to you guys if you... Yeah, yeah, our Patreon supporters, thank you so much. It's super uh, meaningful to us. So. Yeah. That said, check it out, patreon.com forward slash desmadre. Uh, this is Desmadre podcast number 20. 20. Um, yeah, just dig back to the older ones where there's some guests and meaningful conversations. Um, but for now, it's just going to be us two... Um, yeah, we need to get a guest here soon. <clears throat> you think are, anybody's gonna want to come here? Though? Yeah, seriously, not anybody <laughs> of like of any prestige. Value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, if anybody sees this, or like, nah, I'm not sure I want to go. Yeah, on the podcast. yeah, for sure. These guys, uh, obviously, they're fucking boring, and yep. then they're in a basement, and that's sketchy as fuck. But uh, if you're a really interesting person or know somebody interesting, and you want to come on, yep. shoot us an email. Yeah, put a message. <laughs> um, but today is Sunday. Yep. And it's Father's Day. That's right, yeah. Um, we just painted the office to yeah. maybe showcase our, our manliness, which we don't do enough. Yep. Um, we fucked the painting up, I think. It's it pretty sloppy. <laughs> we did a pretty sloppy job. I think I've painted like literally like one other time in my life. Really? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, just once. You got spared a lot of that, I think. Yeah. I, I grew up doing that shit. Because yep. we like would always, my dad would buy like shitty houses and then fix them up. Like not serially but the houses we lived in yeah yeah were always like really shitty and then like he would just do everything himself um so i i think i know how to do most of that stuff which mm -hmm. is basically like drywall like you know building you know putting up two by fours and plywood and yeah but i fucking hate it 
Yeah. I have no interest in home repair or any of that sort of thing. Maybe it's because we did it so much growing up. That's Rob, funny. Ray likes to do it a lot. Hmm. Or he brother, takes kind yeah. of pride. My brother likes like takes pride in like being able to do that stuff himself. That is pretty tight for sure. If you if you can um if you have the the ability to, you know, put a fucking drywall and construct a house. Yeah, as actually, a, as a shitty millennial, it's not something that I, well, I think I'll ever do in my life. <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, actually like when I was in college, my senior year, I had like six months oh, where I couldn't right, yeah. live on campus. Did yeah. you ever see that place? I didn't know, no. but I've heard this story. Yeah, it's funny as hell. I rented a garage in Mountain View. It's literally like a car, car garage. Yeah. And uh, the washer and dryer were in there and there was also a computer set up. So people were always walking in there, but it was like my bedroom. And so I was like, fuck this. So I went and bought all these like two by fours and I basically built or like a room within a room, which yep. is kind of like our office, Yeah, well, which is kind of an office within this basement. Um, but I put up all these two by fours and the drywall and I painted it and I bought carpet and people were like, holy shit, this is the nicest room in the house now because yeah. it was such a fucking shithole. That's funny, yeah. Um, and I did that just, I lived there for six months and then we just tore it down and threw it away. Nice. I remember I had to go to the dump. There's just like other Stanford graduates that were kind of finding jobs and shit. And Well, it was Stanford like dropouts. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the dropouts. Yeah. It was this place we called it the Thad Pad. Uh-huh. And it was like, I mean, people were drunk all the time yep. and like getting into fights. And like, you know, one time we had this guy named Pablo, I don't give a shit. Like, no, but he's no, he's not gonna listen to this. But <laughs> Pablo was always drunk and like being belligerent. And like one night, like I woke up, the ambulance was there, and he was like in pain because he like popped all these pills. What the fuck? And like, oh, I was just a fucking mess. But if any, if, if any of my Stanford friends listen to this, then you know what the Thad Pad is. <laughs> house of ill repute. Um, I I don't know. Maybe we could talk a little bit about Father's Day. Yeah, we talk about your fathers. <laughs> Uh, anybody who's a father out there, congratulations. That's a lot more than I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a father only to four cats, <laughs> as you all know. Um, but I spoke to my dad today. I don't talk to him that, that often because it's kind of a weird relationship. It's cool, but but dad's a tough guy to talk to. Uh, but he's my dad's fucking crazy. I mean, my dad basically grew up without a dad. Mm-hmm. He never he's, His dad got... His dad got, did you know this? My dad, my grandfather, like I never met him. He was three when my dad died. Holy shit. And he got. When you, when he died. Yeah. My dad never knew his own dad. I see. He was, my dad was three years old. Oh shit. Okay. When his dad gotcha. died. Holy shit. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. And like the only existing photo we have of my grandfather on that side, he's like sitting there with my grandmother and he's got a fucking belt on with bullets, dude. Holy he's shit. Got like a two revolver. From, he's from Guerrero or? Yeah. He's from Morelos. Oh shit. And uh, apparently that's how he died. He got shot. Holy fuck. So it's that, crazy to think that, yeah, even that like two generations removed, like it's not documented for, you know, just normal people. They didn't have pictures of of themselves. And yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. You had to be really rich to have a lot of those sorts of things documented. Yeah. Um, that's wild. <clears throat> and that's who I'm named after. Holy so shit. my grandfather was Jesus. Oh, shit. My parents are not... I mean, they're kind of religious, but not really. Yeah. But it, I wasn't named Jesus because anybody gave a shit about God. It was basically yeah. my brother, Ray, was supposed to be Jesus, uh, named after our grandfather. But he ended up... Ray ended up being born on my dad's birthday. Hmm. And that's why they named... Because basically, my dad is named Ramon. Right. So then they named Ray Raymond sure. after my dad because it was like, oh, he's born on his birthday. He should be named the same thing. But hmm. he was going to be named Jesus. Huh. Then I got Jesus, which is after my grandfather. Um, but yeah, my dad came to the U.S. in... Uh, <laughs> bless you. Thanks. Came to the U.S. in like 1972. 
hasn't left. Um, just like a lot of other dads, I guess, just came over to make some money. And I mean, my dad has a first grade education, mm-hmm. um, does auto body and like fix, basically fixes cars, knows about car paint and that, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's same old shit. My dad's like 70. Damn. Or he's about to be 70. He's 69 hmm. and he still works. He just, I was talking to him today. He says he's painting houses and shit. I'm like, damn. He's like, no, me está poniendo el pinche gordo. He's like, no, estaba haciendo nada. Nomás comiendo, <laughs> sentado ahí en la casa. Parecía un millennial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dad became a fucking millennial. <laughs> he goes, ponte a trabajar, cabrón. He told himself, ponte a trabajar, cabrón. Yeah. And he's like, no, hombre, nomás en dos semanas ya he perdido ocho libras. Nice. Like, me están pagando para hacer ejercicio. Y ni me pagan casi nada, pero no <laughs> estoy en la casa. Y shit. Ya bajé de peso y... And deprimido and all this stuff. I'm like, that's good. That's good. Fucking A. Yeah, I was like, just don't fucking push it because you don't want to fucking die of a heart attack while you're painting a house. Yep. I mean, you got to go somewhere or whatever. But, um, but yeah, he's fucking still painting houses and shit. I, it was actually funny because I knew we were going to paint today, but I didn't say anything. I was just like, yeah. if I say that, I'm going to have to go into this whole explanation about I'm wasting money on an office for a dismount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I don't need to be questioned about what I'm doing with my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I talked to my dad, too. I haven't really been talking with him recently for no real particular reason. It's mostly i think just because i'm just a like extreme procrastinator i just kind of put off talking to my parents a lot of the time and you know they start asking questions about what the fuck is going on and you know i'd rather just hold off on talking about that conversation for as long as humanly possible but yeah my dad is um he came here probably like in the mid 80s he's uh 55 or 56 at this point um and he's from Mexico City. And the oh, thing that really cracks me up about my dad is that he more or less sounds exactly the motherfucking same as when he fucking came over here in terms of his Spanish. You know, he mm-hmm. did never like uh, some, um, I, th- I feel like people from Mexico City, for some reason, are more like elitist or more like kind of like hard lined about being like Mexican and from Mexico City in yeah. particular. Yeah. Because I remember when I was growing up, uh, he was always really kind of he wasn't like too serious about it but you know he don't be like don't like mix the two you know if you're gonna speak in English speak in English and you're talking Spanish <clears throat> talking Spanish yeah and so that's good that's why he probably can speak so well now yeah he yeah fuck it all up like all of us yeah. yeah um but that's something I need to I still need to practice more is just talking and re- do, reading in Spanish because it, it it goes away pretty quick like yeah talk, I was talking to my dad and I was like uh how do you say uh dude I do that all the time <laughs> yeah. when I talk to my parents I'm like uh, ¿cómo se dice? yeah and I just sit there like fucking get on my google out like, yeah. uh, looking up spanishdick.com yeah <laughs> for me it's always words that are like uh the intangible kind of like you know obviously like I know like physical objects like that's yeah. super easy yeah, but when yeah. you get into anything like yeah. theoretical or philosophical or emotional yeah. I'm like you know yeah, that, th- then it's like really hard for me for I'm sure like, uh, what the fuck does that mean uh. for sure and so yeah my dad uh, he came over here in the mid 80s and he basically started roofing like more or less immediately and he did that for like the better part of 25 years and then um but he's still in the industry, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Still... And so over the last like five to ten years, he's more or less become kind of like a middleman, like a contractor for these um, these people who, yeah, like the, he has this little team of people that he works with that they do aluminum roofing. 
and yeah it's kind of weird i feel um i'm not sure how to describe the the people like your dad who were who who would make their kids do shit you know um that would make them work with them versus my dad who was a little younger and i don't know if it's a generational difference but i think my dad was more like he didn't want me to go basically roofing with him like yeah i did that maybe like twice like maybe not even that many times yeah to go accompany him you know he was more like just kind of focus on your you know your school and do your thing and yeah don't shouldn't come out here um which is pretty cool i think but yeah there's trade-offs for for everything by the way yeah yeah and uh but yeah my dad's um now he lives in he still lives in fort worth uh texas shout out to my dad and he uh, he got remarried about like five years ago, and so did my dad. He, he just 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 like motherfucking chills, and my dad spends like so much fucking time. Like like you know how younger people just spend all their time on fucking Instagram and Facebook and shit. My dad spends all this time on like WhatsApp talking to his family in Mexico. That's funny. another interesting thing about my dad is that he was the only person from his family to come to the United States. He has five siblings. And so he he literally has no family at all in in the United States. Wow! So all of his family still lives in Mexico well, City. Well, same for my dad, actually. Hmm. I mean, other than us, now that we're here, but right, 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 right. Yeah, he was for the sure. Only, yeah, my dad had uh, two siblings, and um, yeah, he was the only who came. And then, like, other than that, like, I mean, we never even had like an extended family of my dad's side. Like, Damn. it was just really like we just didn't didn't spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. Um, but similarly to our moms, I mean, our moms are the only ones yeah, that exactly, yeah. came here, you know? Um, and, like, our cousin who's here, but that's For sure. about it. I just Yeah, I haven't met a lot of people like that now that I think about it. I feel like a lot of people that I know, especially my um, immigrant or Mexican-American friends, they have, like, a lot of their family that has been coming over, you know, whether it's to the Bay Area or to anywhere, any any city. But they have they kind of establish their own little. Um, it's like a satellite of their hometown. Yeah, yeah. Like here is like Michoacan For part sure. two, you know, in the Bay Area, the yeah. Bay Area, yeah. So yeah, but that, now that I think about it, it's kind of weird that our family didn't do that. That a lot of our family is on our, I guess, our mom's side. Yeah, our moms are sisters, right? And a lot of the people on on that side of the family are, you know, they they live in Mexico and they're you know working professionals. A lot of them are. Yeah. They do relatively well, and in- well, a couple of them tried to come over. You know, like when when my parents first came over. Yeah. Um, our deal came at one point, huh. and too right. But that was much later. Yeah. And so he basically, worked with my dad. He worked with your dad. Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that those are very different situations because basically was kind of working class or whatever, but. He got caught like dr- drinking and driving Fuck. and got sent back, which is no surprise given Son his history bitch, or whatever. Yeah. But um, that's what happened there. Like he, he used to just go drink a lot and then like got caught up in that. And then they just shipped his ass back. And fuck he's like, man. yeah, fuck this. Hmm. And then when he came was in the 80s, the late 80s, mid to late 80s. He's more of an intellectual hippie. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he had a college degree, you know, yeah, and yeah. then he came and was roofing with your dad and yeah. was like, yeah, I don't know about this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck that. Yep. Um, which makes sense to me. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, we've never planted those roots super deep in any one place. Now we're kind of all over the place. Yep. Right. Here. Well, out here and then in Fort Worth still, but, um, anyway, that's our dads. So cheers to dads for 
Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a father, congratulations for nutting inside of a woman <laughs> without protection. And uh, hopefully you take care of your child. Yeah, Jesus. I've been, I've, I've been, ever since I read that book that we talked about last week, I've been like, I don't know if I want to have kids. Yeah. I don't know if the world needs any more children. <laughs> it just really, I mean, it doesn't. That's yeah. actually a very obvious question. Like the planet does not need more people. Yeah. Um, it seems purely like a vanity thing or like, uh, I mean, in, I feel in Mexican culture specifically, it's, you know, very, a lot of it is very Catholic and, you know, you're not supposed to use condoms and you're basically just have kids, you know, and especially like a generation ago. That's what yeah. happens when yeah. you literally never use any form of <laughs> contraceptive. It's cause like, like every single year you basically get pregnant. Yeah. Like every yeah. Year. Unless there's something wrong with you yeah. and you're fucking nutting up inside somebody yeah. like you're going to get pregnant yeah, like yeah. more often than not. Right. And so, yeah, you would end up, I mean, uh, my sister has a friend who like is our age and mm. they have six kids, Shit. five or six kids yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's insane, Some man. people, I mean, I have a friend, you know, to use an example that's not Mexican. Uh, one of my <laughs> friends is white, and he has, like, a big family. And I guess some people do like a big family, like, with a lot of kids. But you just have to be able to provide for them financially, I think. Yeah. That's, like, the more – that's more or less what you have to do. You have to be able to – then I it, think some people, it gets... well, it's a, like a double-edged sword, I think, because like part of me is always like that, like, oh, I wouldn't want to have kids unless I could really take care of them. And it's just like, well, I mean, it's a little more important, like the the emotional side, mm-hmm. as long as you can like do the bare minimum, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, there are pl- plenty of kids, kids who grew up poor and who had great parents who turned out okay. Yeah. And then, you know, plenty of kids who had everything in the world financially and they guess, fucking yeah. bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think like that ends up being kind of a cop out more often than yeah. not. I mean, I use it myself, but I think mostly for me, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if like it's not so much that it's worth it. I don't know if it's necessary for my happiness. Um, I always think too, like, you know, I like, like my money could go to scholarships or, you know, I could give my time and mm-hmm. like that sort of thing to yeah, kids yeah. who, you know, who are doing, who need it and yep. whatever. Uh, but then I'm like, wait, like all these other people get to have kids and I get to take care of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes like selfish. Like, For sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like, there's nothing wrong with having kids. Or For not sure, having yeah, kids. yeah. As I long think, as you fucking take care of them. Yeah. My dad was asking me today, he's like, no, it's tiempo para que ya tengas hijos. <laughs> he's like, para que ya no. Ya. He's basically saying, like, ya estás gastando dinero nomás en ti. He's like, para yeah. que inviertes en tus hijos. I'm like, is that, a, is that a, an investment? <laughs> like, I, like, what? Like, what? Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, yeah, no, para por lo menos para que lo, lo, yo los conozca, and I was like, yeah, you need to chill. Right? <laughs> anyway, shout out to fathers. Yeah, I think fathers out there. Hope you guys had a good Father's Day on Sunday. I'll talk about this party I went to last night. I went to a Latin night. Nice party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I don't know what this is gonna be, but okay. So our friends, um, our friends, they're like they have kids. Speaking of. And they, man, it's crazy. You know, like all these public schools now, they make them, they make parents do fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, don't you pay taxes for all that shit? But yeah. now they make them do all these fundraisers and stuff. So somebody at their school had a fundraiser for like, you buy tickets to this party. And it's like, the money goes back to the school. And then they got like restaurants to donate food and wine. And then she threw a Latin party. And so uh, it's in Burlingame, which is like a, basically a suburb of san francisco 
and you know kind of a nice i'd say you know it's it's expensive to live there i guess they're nice houses yeah um so they had a big barbecue and they had all this cuban food they had like a bartender making mojitos actually the cubes the, the, the cuban food was fucking delicious um and then they had samba dancers hmm. they had like this is yeah. someone's like house this is like somebody's backyard oh shit okay. yeah, yeah yeah um but it was weird, man, because, you know, like, I'm getting, like, you know, old. And there's these are, like, parents who are probably in their 40s. Yeah. Like, mid-40s is my guess. But I was like, man, do I look like all these people? <laughs> I was just like, this looks, this, this is a sad affair here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a dick right now. Um, but, yeah, it was just, like, you know, kind of a very middle America sort of backyard party and like yeah it yeah. was like oh they were god they must have played fucking despacito like fucking oh, shit. 17 That's times hilarious. um but uh but i didn't buy those tickets it was free for me basically my friend's kid goes to that school so they bought four tickets so then he and his tickets wife tickets to the, the to the party okay because so, it was a fundraiser yeah gotcha, gotcha. yeah so it was like buy tickets yeah and then the, the money goes to the school yeah and then somebody throws the party and gets like restaurants to donate food and shit like okay. that right and then they, they spend it on a certain program at the i don't school know or, what the fuck okay. it's for but yeah something yeah. for the but it's, <laughs> it's like a big ass scam or it's something. a but <laughs> i mean what the fuck up thing is like yeah it's like a fundraiser for the school but the parents are the ones buying the tickets they're like yeah yeah you yeah. just fucking donate the money just give yeah, the money yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like they're they're like paying like private school stuff for like a public school sure um so yeah they bought the tickets and they're like well, we have extra tickets you should go cool but it was cool i mean the drinks are good. The food is good. And yeah, they had some yeah. samba dancers. There was this dude there who was funny. Actually, he was like this probably like 65-year-old white guy who used to run a company out here. And he was just drunk and telling us all these stories about like, you know, what it was like in the 70s and the early 80s to do business. And he was like, I went to a meeting at Anheuser-Busch. And it was back in the day when <laughs> like we had waiters and they were black. <laughs> he was like, they were all black. And they were in suits. And he's like, I messed up though, because we were at this meeting and that, you know, this is at Anheuser Busch. I guess he was in construction and they built the Anheuser Busch factory up in like the East Bay somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, they were like, what would you guys like to drink? And everybody was like, I have a Budweiser and I have a Bud Light and all this stuff. And they came to me and I was like, I'll take a scotch and water. And he's like, and they just looked at me. And he's like, I was such an idiot. <laughs> uh, but it was cool, like, hearing all these old stories. He was talking about how. The first time they got computers for his company, they bought two computers, hmm. and they were like, but only the secretary was allowed to use them. And the engineers would come tell her what to do. Oh, and shit. Do it. Damn. And even before then, he's like, man, it, I remember when calculators were $600. Holy shit. He's like, you know, you didn't get a calculator unless they knew you were going to stay at the company. And like, yeah, basically like a regular, like fucking, like thing that you have on your iPhone now, like a regular TI, yeah, the yeah, shitty yeah. little TI yeah. was like $600. That's wild. So he was going into the whole fucking nostalgia and shit. And, um, anyway, that's fucking story's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, last week, um, I went to the open mic here in San Jose. I was telling Jesus. Comedy? Yeah, the open mic comedy here in San Jose at this small um, uh, bar, the Caravan. It's in downtown San Jose. Our friend Atu, shout out to Atu, he uh, hosts it. And he's been telling me for over a fucking year at this point, like, oh, come start doing it. And... I fucking love stand-up comedy. I'm a huge fan. and But again, you know, it's like, it's just like pretty brutal to be a stand-up, to put yourself out there. Because if you're a stand-up comedian, then you're more or less 
uh, um, putting yourself out there to to fail. You know, like you have to the best stand up comedians. They, you know, do they work all of their material, they fail a shitload and then they find all the gems in that process and they, they, you know, their work on their hour, which is why I fucking like it so much because those guys are fucking hilarious. They put the work in. So anyways, yeah, this dude, uh, Atu, who's a friend who uh, hosts the open mic here in San Jose. Um, So I'll go periodically sometimes like on Wednesday. Just to watch. Just to watch. Just to watch. Correct. And um, and last week was fucking hilarious because the, there was like this seven-year-old white dude who um, who had just gone out of the hospital. I think he had like these hospital bands on him, and he just went. He was like, uh, if any of you have ever watched King of the Hill, like uh, Cotton, who is uh, Hank's dad, his old like uh, veteran dad, who's just like a bastard and always he's like a World War Two vet. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. like a vet, and and uh, so this guy basically sits at the very front of the bar, like like five feet away from like the stage. And he's more or less heckling every single fucking person that went up there. He's just like yelling. He didn't have any teeth. All it was, it, it got to the point where like the 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 comics were more or less being like super mean and fucked up. But I think the argument there is that if you're at an open mic and you're talking shit, then you're gonna get shat on. And this dude got fucking shat on. It was actually a very sad scene. <laughs> and uh, at one point, the the old guy he fucking like he was too drunk and he like fell on his on his back onto the stage. They kicked him out. I feel like this is just like such an average story of open mics. But uh, the point is that I was telling uh, Jesus and this other another friend of ours here, um, Adrian, who we know here, who's a really funny dude, that we should start going there. And in that setting, it's so like the bar is so, so goddamn low. low pressure, yeah, yeah. That, uh, we might as well just do it, you know, just to, yeah. just to fuck around, just like write down. Have like, you been w- w- trying to write any or sort of? Yeah, yeah. Um, just like points here, and uh, so I think we, we should go on Wednesday just to. to, to I started check it writing out. one on the plane uh, ride to China like two trips ago, mm-hmm. just kind of like because I have this one idea for a small set. Um, I don't think it's any good, but and the, it, and the cool thing about or not, maybe not cool, but. <clears throat> Like, for instance, on last Wednesday, when that old guy is heckling, it's like you you have to be able to read the room. You know, you have to yeah. be able like you can have something written. But then when you actually get there and there's like just five people there and it's just like, you know, like a fucking like 40 year old woman and like a group of like 20 year old kids. And you're like, is this bit going to work here? Yeah. You, know, you have to be able to kind of adjust. And in that setting, you know, you you you, you try it. And then but you also have to kind of incorporate um, the room and one funny thing that a comic did he fuck, uh, there was this old guy the old guy there you know he's heckling he's yelling at people he couldn't he was he literally had no teeth and you couldn't under, understand half the shit that he was saying and at one point this other guy went to go sit next to him and they started talking like really fucking loud they're right next to the stage and so you know they're distracting and a comic he got the mic and like he he like because it's on a on a mic stand and he he like got it and he pointed it like at them you know like he's like, he was like he pointed the mic at their conversation and everybody was like cracking up so i thought that was like really cool and kind of clever of that that comedian to just like fuck around with him like that um nice so yeah we should check it out yeah so. i don't know it's i think i think you can maybe like um because i didn't think about it like I think it'd be cool to try, um, but then I'm I'm like, I think I'm like overthinking it because I'm like, what sort of comedy do you do I want to do? You know? Yeah. Like you just gotta be yourself, honestly. Yeah, like because yeah, those are yeah. what stand-up comedians do. You know, that's the best, the best ones. ones. Yeah, they're just yeah. more or less being themselves and kind of 
you just work on relating that in a funny and interesting way. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, you can totally tell when, when guys go up there and they're just, like, really forcing to be, like, they're just trying to be, like... Trying to be funny. To be funny or yeah. they're trying to be, like, shock humor and they're just, yeah. like, throwing around, like, the motherfucking, like, N-word or something. You're like, no, dude, stop <laughs> doing that. Or uh, I think this one guy, yeah, got, like, kicked out because he just kept doing some shit like that and... Really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we should we should check it out. And obviously, it's, like I said, it's super low pressure. So, that was more or less the highlight of my week was watching a 70-year-old oh. man fall onto a stage drunkenly. And everybody fucking laughed at him. It's pretty fucked up. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it's kind of sad. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what the fuck else? Um, I was telling you, yeah, that I watched uh, the movie Dean, the Dimitri Martin movie. Which I recommend to people. I thought it was really good. It's a fucking Dimitri Martin. It's like cool to see someone just be so crafty and resourceful. The movie was apparently made for less than a, like a million dollars. I wish I had a million dollars to make a movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's really good. I'm over here trying to figure out how to make a movie. I'm like, could we make a movie for a hundred grand? Yeah, like we could. Mm-hmm. We totally could. Like, should we just try to just do be that? Crafty, yeah. I mean. Yeah, you, I mean, it, you just have to, uh, it'd have to be a really tight movie. Tight movie, yeah, yeah like like two people. Two characters, <laughs> yeah. a twofer. They call that a twofer. Really? Two characters, you know, minimal locations yeah. uh, that you have full control over. Another um, movie like that that I really like is uh, Sideways. The Yeah, but that's got a lot of locations. Yeah, yeah, true. And it's like a road trip of, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. The what, the perfect twofer, I thought, for like a breakout film was uh, Barry Jenkins, hmm. who did... I still uh, didn't watch that, yeah. Yeah. I, the, I haven't seen that one yet. That's the guy who did Moonlight. Yep. Um, but his first movie was called Medicine for Melancholy, and they shot that in San Francisco. Literally, it's just two people talking mm-hmm. and kind of stolen locations around the city, so it looks epic because you're in the city. Yeah. Um, they shot that with like a HVX 200, which was like this... One of the first, like you know, HD all in one cameras. If anybody's been a filmmaker for more than 10 years, you know what the HVX 200 is. Hmm. Um, but that was a beautiful little film. They ended up doing it in black and white. Hmm. And so, I mean, they shot that for like less than 50. Nice. Yeah. That Wyatt Cenac hmm. who went on to be at the daily show and now is in a lot of other stuff, but, uh, I mean, it, it certainly can be done. Um, yeah. you just got to keep, it has to be really self-contained. Um, well-written, <laughs> Yeah, I mean that goes without. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, If you can write something well and and keep it simple, then you can definitely make a movie for less than a hundred k. But it gets a little crazy. Gets a little crazy. I think mostly like you need the time. Obviously, you need the time off of work to go do it. Shoot it for like you know two or three weeks. Yep. And then the editing time to get it done in uh, an adequate but not ridiculous amount of time. Cause a lot of people will do that. I mean, I know a lot of people who've gone off and done like these really low budget short film or features, but then they like don't have time to edit it cause they got to go back to work. Fuck. And then it just like sits there, sits there Fuck. and they, t- it, it, it like puts, uh, puts people in a situation where it like ends up on a drive and then they don't have like the urgency for sure. And it just like, it just ends up dragging yeah. and then people start thinking, Oh, it's yeah. not that good. Like anytime I do a project like that, a short, I'm always like, Okay, we're going to shoot it this weekend, and then we're going to give ourselves, you know, this many weeks, and we're going to finish it. We're going to submit it to this festival, and it's done. Yep. Otherwise, it just fucking drags. <clears throat> like, I know people who've had projects drag forever. But yeah, yeah. apparently the, the Dimitri Martin movie took, like, four years to complete. God damn. Yeah, he shot it, like, two years ago, and then he just 
was waiting around basically to find like the proper like um, distribution company and he wrote it like four years ago shot it two years ago wow like see I feel like if I would do something now like as a first feature I'd be like because like with Americano like we spent so much time working on the script yeah like years you know and then like (laughs) few years trying to find the money and like i feel like right now i would this is like a wishful thinking sort of scenario still but i would be like here's the concept like you know with a couple of people like a co-writer and maybe like a producer be like you guys like this concept okay um we're gonna write it in two months and then we're gonna like raise the money in two months mm-hmm. and we're gonna raise like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars and then we're gonna shoot it this month and then i would be like yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Like no fuck just be like just like kinda like trust your gut sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Because I feel like the I don't know, maybe it's because I've like been through a lot of the development already of like on other stuff where I'm just like I don't want to drag anything out anymore. For sure, yeah. And I guess in, in Dimitri Martin's case, he he's I guess been working on this kind of in the background of Right. Like he's his, got this budding or not budding, but this comedy career that's yeah. been blowing up <laughs> yeah yeah and he's uh all that to say you know it, it is like inspiring to see like a really small film like that yeah be like really fucking good you know it's like just if you can write good dialogue you know like you're just you can it's just and obviously it's all fucking subjective but you know i much prefer i much prefer watching uh the movie dean that i just watched over like you know transformers or or wow. these other like action, <laughs> you know, like or I feel like I get more out of them, you know, like yeah. Transformers are cool to see and they're entertaining, but um, with this movie Dean, it's a lot, way more personal and it's just like about people and going through change and shit. So it's the fucking hipster. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Wonder Woman yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. I want to go see Wonder Woman. Yeah, I do too. I but... lie. I want to see that. Um, all right, Dean, go watch Dean. I gotta go watch Dean now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the fuck else? Uh, Silicon Valley. Been watching that. Fucking hilarious ass show. If you don't watch Silicon Valley, yeah. you should watch it. Especially if you work in tech at all. Yeah. Um, I think the, the the coolest thing and the most like peculiar thing about Mike Judge is that he doesn't really have like an online presence. You know, he's dude, not a very yeah. public figure. So you're like, does he know what the fuck is going on? And then he goes and makes some shit like this, and it's like so spot on. Like I always remember the the in the first season. It's like the first or second episode when um they're at Huli or whatever and the guy's looking down and he's like he's commenting on the the groups of of the people it's like they're always getting groups like that there's always like this fat white guy with the ponytail like a south asian and it's just little moments like that you're like all right mike judge is somehow in tune to the shit that's happening <laughs> dude yeah everybody i work with like loves that show yeah. it's so, <laughs> even though they're like making fun of even though they're making fun of us <laughs> basically yeah it's like we're always like Jun Yang, <laughs> Jun Yang, <laughs> just such like a fucking racist character. <laughs> but for some reason, like nobody has called that shit out yet. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's because he shits on Ehrlich as well. You know, he yeah. like always kind of has his own comeuppance. But mm. he's always like, you know, he's got like that really, oh, that was, you know, he's yeah, got, yeah, like yeah. that like ridiculous accent. I just think it's so well done that they've gotten away with it. Like, for sure, yeah. If it, if it's it was clearly satire or it's like yeah the whole thing is satire so. yeah um i was watch. i was listening uh i listen to this uh podcast sometimes it's called uh what the fuck is it? Uh, still processing it's like from the new york times it's like these two culture writers they had a pretty cool uh, conversation about silicon valley and how <clears throat> like at what point does it become like uh exploitive 
for them to for them to put someone like what's the guy's name the the the, the guy who runs Huli or whatever the Gavin yeah of like like when does, is it satire or do like the actual people in tech like love that shit like they want to be like parodied and they and they're allowed to kind of just I think they were um the the um, what's the the Uber guy's name the oh uh fucking Travis Kalanick yeah yeah they yeah. were talking in parallel with that of, of him being kind of like this huge kind of like like douche basically yeah, and yeah. like and so well there's there's <clears throat> I think that's uh, Travis is like another like uh just a whole other like animal like I think like it's funny because I feel like Silicon Valley pokes fun at like they definitely poke fun at you know the the male bro culture mm-hmm. the poke fun of like the the whole ego trips that all these guys go on yeah but it's weird like there's a certain thing with Uber that seemingly is like really mean and kind of like I mean like really like almost like evil you know yeah like the whole thing where like th- these guys are like ruthless in a way that was like i mean super broy like super like they had like the files of that woman who got raped in india who yeah. was part of that case and like um just the way they talked in their emails and stuff like silicon valley like manages to kind of poke fun at it in a way that doesn't like i don't know they certainly haven't crossed the line if if they did, then it's no longer like fun to watch, you know. <laughs> so are they are they <clears throat> properly like making fun of it, or are they? I think that's the argument that yeah. they, that that conversation was trying to make. You think like, they're like maybe glorifying it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, are yeah. they glorifying it in Silicon Valley, or are they actually making some like proper satire and commentary? And you know what? I don't think they've gone hard enough if they're making satire. Really? I don't think they really? have. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like, well. I'll send you that that episode. Is I have to check that out. But, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. Actually, that's a really good point of discussion. Um, My my take would be that no, Um, just because like I've never watched that show and felt uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've watched it and been like, I can I I can see that I can identify that with certain cultures that I've been a part of and that exist here. Yeah. But I've never been like, oh, shit, yeah, you know, yeah. hmm. like, oh, you know, and that's where I think like, you know, and, and I think that's a really careful, like tightrope walk that they have to follow, sure. you know, because yeah. they, like once it becomes really hardcore like that, mm-hmm. then they're going to lose some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then it becomes a little too. I'm trying to think of another show that, mm-hmm. you know, does that. It lays it, lays it, lays it on a little heavier. Yeah. Um, what would that be? I can, I can. Obviously not tech related because that's a very uh, specific yeah. specific uh sure thing but uh fuck i didn't think of like something about race and like <sighs> i yeah, mean I just think of one right now yeah uh... have you watched the hands made tale handmade Mm-mm. have you heard of this Mm-mm. dude it's like a fucking huge hit i don't even know what the fuck it's about it's got elizabeth uh oh yeah 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 i have not man mm-hmm What's her name? I, I, oh, I, don't, I don't know their name. They all kind of look the same to me. Fucking G- Rachel Weiss or something. No, this chick's not <laughs> Rachel Weiss or Renee. <laughs> you know what's crazy? This chick. Um, yeah, if anybody watches Mad Men, she plays Peggy. Hmm. Uh, I was a huge Mad Men fan, and um, I really loved the Peggy character in Mad Men. She was like this, you know, coming of age uh, young woman professional 
in the 50s and 60s and she was always like you know a feminist but not like overtly annoying like she was just like a really good she was really good at what she did she was a copywriter have you watched Mad Men? I haven't. No. Oh, dude, you gotta binge that. I know, yeah, shit. That's actually really fucking good. That and The Wire is what I. Oh uh, yeah, The Wire's like finish, the, yeah. the Wire's like eating like kale though. Yeah. I think the first season is tough to get yeah, through. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. I've watched the first season actually. I haven't watched past it though. The I first got, I thought I really liked the first season. But yeah, I, I gotta guess, get to it. But it's like a chore, yeah. Uh, but Elizabeth, what the fuck is her last name? I'll look it up here. All right. We have a fucking computer here next yeah. to us. Um, but I was, I'm was i a huge Mad Men fan. And uh, two years ago, I was um, at Sundance at some random party for a movie that she was in. I had I don't think I was there for that party, but I just happened to be in that bar. So I'm not going to try to say I was invited. Moss? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss? Elizabeth Moss, yeah. Who was actually married to Fred Armisen. And who oh, she, yeah. She, she ended up. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, cool, yeah. She ended up getting divorced from him and said he was like a big fucking creep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She fuck was, Fred Armisen. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fuck I'll, Fred say Armisen. I'll say that out loud. I'll say that out loud, too. Actually, there's a, there's another topic. Remind me about Fred Armisen after this. Yeah. But Fred Armisen was kind of like a creep, supposedly, and was like a fucking compulsive liar to her or something really weird like that. But anyway, big fucking Mad Men fan. Big uh, Elizabeth Moss fan. And then I was at this party and um, I was sitting at a. They had those like big bar tables, those round ones, and they had all these hors d'oeuvres and like drinks and stuff. Yeah. And I was just sitting there chilling, and she walks up and uh, oh, I just hit the mic, sorry. I think I had like you know buffalo wings and like celery sticks and mm-hmm. stuff, and she was like, "Oh, are these for the party? Can I have one?" And I was like, "Nah, those are mine." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "No, I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around." That's hilarious. <laughs> I think you t- I forgot about that. You told me that, yeah. And then like she just laughed and got with. It. And then I was like, I was like honestly like so fucking starstruck. Like she's so fucking like she was such a good character. I was like I had never been that starstruck That's at cool. Sundance ever. So Elizabeth Moss holds the uh, starstruck uh, ten point award for me. Nice. Um, but yeah, Fred Armisen, um I was just reading um Wired. <laughs> this is like this random article. Fred yeah. Armisen, Elizabeth Moss's marriages. Actor admits he was a terrible husband. <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a terrible fucking husband. <laughs> uh but but I was uh, reading Wired mm-hmm. and they had a uh, a thing. I never buy Wired, but I I got this one cuz I thought it was interesting and mm-hmm. because Donald Glover was on the cover. <laughs> Childish Gambino was on the cover and it was the 100 most creative people in business now. Yeah. And it had a list of like people who you know work in entertainment or tech. So like people who were like people who were at Google. They have like people who work at Apple there. And it's like these are the most creative people in business. It's like I see what these motherfuckers are talking about here. Um, and fucking Fred Armisen was in there for Mas Mejor, and it was like for giving Latinos a creative voice and all this shit. Man, I almost fucking slapped myself <laughs> at this fucking magazine. <laughs> I was like, fuck Fred Armisen. <laughs> Fucking bitch ass, Mas Mahor. He's unfortunately a Death Grips fan. I was, I always uh, remember that. That's right. Yeah. So he has good taste. Do you ever watch Portlandia? No. I can't stand that yeah. fucking show. It's I just, just don't. too much. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a really bizarre, like sort of self-aware hipster type of show, and it's just yeah. It's I. I don't. I can't. I can't even. No, yeah, I, I don't can't even. even. <laughs> Hashtag, I can't even. <laughs> Fred Armisen and who's the other guy that kind of pissed me off the other day? The Al Madrigal. <laughs> he, why do he piss you off? Because he fucking he was on. Uh, this is hilarious. He's on that new show on Showtime, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
He, that looks fucking dope. But. Apparently, he's just kind of like a little bitch shit talker, according to the Joe Rogan podcast. Really? Yeah, he went uh, on Joe Rogan like a few weeks ago or like a month ago, and uh, he basically hates Steve-O for some reason. He hates because um, Steve-O has started doing stand-up over the last like 10 years, and he's been trying to work on it. And he kind of he's basically just kind of like this typical elitist kind of hipster uh, stand-up comedian. And he just talked shit about Steve-O. And then Steve-O went on like a week after on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's fucking hilarious because Steve-O, for what it's worth, you know, he's kind of a crazy bastard or whatever. But I like Steve-O. He seems like a cool dude. He's got a good heart. Yeah, exactly. You know, he did a shite load of drugs and, you know, he kind of ran crazy. But, yeah, he seems like a good dude who you'd want to chill with and just kind of drink with or whatever. He's like a vegan animal lover now. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that, yeah. So, and he tells his fucking hilarious story. You should, if anybody likes steve-o or joe rogan it's a cool it's a pretty cool episode but he basically tells a story about how when he was first starting to try and do stand-up he fucking um he went to some some comedy club in la and al madrigal was there and he he did it he had just wrote a new bit and Uh he tried it out and he got a few laughs and he felt pretty good and then he kind of went off stage and then Al Madrigal came up to him afterwards and he's just like, what you're doing is not being taken lightly. Like, I mean, he was being totally serious and meaning that like that Steve-O is not, he doesn't know about like the form of stand-up comedy and that he's not a real stand-up comedian. <laughs> or Even though Steve-O probably has like thousands of way fucking tighter stories than this fool Al Madrigal. And so anyways, yeah, he just seems like another, like Al Madrigal, Fred Armisen are like these really kind of like elitist. They take themselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they, yeah. and they're fucking creeps apparently. Or at least Fred Armisen is Fred like. Fred Armisen's a fucking, a fucking creep. Supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. You can kind of tell just by looking at him. <laughs> he looks kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I think like the other like thing with like doing stand up and like trying to do it is like you immediately like eyes are on you and people start criticizing you, you know, and people yeah. will start talking shit. Yeah. Like. So even even if you're bad, like you gotta give them props for actually going out there and putting themselves out there, to um, you know, because yeah, you're gonna be subject to that, to that That criticism, criticism, all over. And from what the little that I can that I know is that stand-up comedians are generally pretty pretty harsh. Of course, they're all they're all like kind of psychopaths in their own way. Well, how do how do you feel about the like should should comedians criticize other comedians? I don't know. It's just like these really kind of like passive aggressive bullshit that that I think a lot of comedians do where they're like, oh, he's not a real stand up comedian. He hasn't uh, he doesn't really know like the the true sort of like craft of stand up comedy. And I do. And I'm the one that's actually putting in the work where um, I think the best stand-up comedians are just ones who are fearless, you know, in, in yeah. their in their um, their storytelling. <clears throat> You so, don't uh, Al is from the Bay Area, right? Yeah, yeah. He talks about that. Yeah. So is Joe Rogan, apparently. And really? They, they talk about that shit. But. So where did Joe Rogan stand on this? What did he say? Joe Rogan's an interesting guy because I feel like he is like a fucking instigator, basically. And he's kind of like, a, <laughs> he's more or less trying to get people to talk shit about yeah. each other. He's kind of like, he's being like Howard Stern. Yeah, and it's actually yeah. kind of annoying because he doesn't really take a side. He, he's yeah. more like, oh, really? Like, oh, you, you did this and that. and Yeah. And, um, but... I haven't been listening to Joe lately. I, I was listening to him a lot, like at the end of last year mm-hmm. and the beginning of this year, quite a bit. But I actually haven't been listening to any podcast. Like, I feel like my bad, my like mental capacity is so taken up by like this work shit right now that yeah. like yeah. when I'm not working, I just don't. I just want to 
I don't even listen to po- I just even yeah. a podcast is too much right now. It's kind of sure. weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like you know, like you with the you, you get even smaller within like the Latino comic world, you know. And it's like, oh, should you criticize another Latino comic? You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, you know, then it becomes like you can criticize a white comic, but you can't criticize a Latino comic. Like, yeah. and then there's like the beef between people, and it just like it's really it's tired. pretty fucking messy as fuck. Yeah, from, even on like a from the outside, from the little that we can see. Yeah, not speaking specifically about anything, but you know, just this, you know, yeah, they're they're all trying to get famous basically they're all trying to get we're trying to make a living yeah yeah yeah. we're trying to make a living and like yeah like you know i've we know like you know we don't know like we don't know al obviously but we know chingo Mm -hmm. we know flaco Mm -hmm. we know jerry you know uh, jesus Jesus, um i've met felipe i've had meetings with felipe esparza and you know like people like you're always like you know what do you want to say about this person or that person and i'm like uh, it gets really messy. It's like, have you heard rep sweats? Have you heard of that term? No, what's that? It's when, uh, it's when you get, it's when you're like a person of color or whatever, or, and, oh. you, and you get rep sweats for some, like, let's say someone comes out with like a new, like, um, project uh-huh. and then you get rep sweats because you're on the fence about like whether or not you should support it. Oh. You know, like, um, would <laughs> you hear that on that New York times? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it was on the, the NPR one code switch. Code switch. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were talking about, um, how, uh. Should I rep this or not? Basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it was actually I'll yeah, send you yeah. that episode too because it's yeah, actually yeah. pretty tight because it's um, Alan Yang who's a writer. I think it's Alan Yang. He's like a, a TV film critic. Okay. And in what was the name of the that Asian um, sitcom that came out like in the '90s? It had Margaret Cho in it. Oh. Um, I don't know, but it's Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho, yeah. and it was like in the in the like the mid '90s, and it was like the first Asian American sitcom that had come out. And uh, Alan Yang talks about how I heard, I read I heard this one yeah, yeah I heard this episode yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and how he did how he didn't like it yeah, and yeah. he had just started out as a critic at that yeah. point and then he basically wrote kind of like a like a it wasn't as like a skating review but he just was like yeah this is not really anything special and then that show got canceled and you know people were like and so he really it was your fault yeah 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 you didn't, you, even Asians didn't like this yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And so yeah and so that's interesting and. What's crazy about that is that that full sun is now on fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat, right? Yeah, right. So he's yeah. one of the little kids, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's, the kid. Yeah, he's one of the actors. Yeah, that's funny. That's a funny ass like concept or like to like rep sweats. Sweat. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because you obviously you don't want to support people in your community, but if they come out with some whack shit, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough because you want. I mean, it's it's not even like you want to support people like. Forget the fact that if you know this person that or you you it just you want more representation. Yeah. Right. So you're For like, sure, well, yeah. I don't want to kill this. I don't want to talk shit about this because then that's one less person of color on the airwaves. Yeah. And, you know, it's already ridiculous. For sure. And and I think the other the other uh, argument for that is that like um, because of that, like basically like if you look at the spectrum of like white shows or shows that just have like you know uh, standard like you know let's say like regular gender people and white people 
um, there's really good shows and there's really shitty shows. Yeah. And there's the spectrum all the way in between. Yeah. And all of that stuff exists and yeah. those shows get, you know, re-upped and blah, 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 blah. Where like the standard, I think, for, you know, a black show or a brown show yeah. is like there's not that many shows. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, well, only the really, really good ones can survive. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. I think, where it becomes or a, a conundrum where you're like, well... I don't want it to get canceled because it's not fair. There should be like, yeah. not that there should be shitty shows, but uh, yeah. there should be more shows. Or room to fail or like, not necessarily fail, but room to, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm probably, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, and, and, and I don't, this is more like in public. I think in private, you know, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You can talk about a show and say like, oh, this show sucks or whatever. But I think I'm trying to be a little more in public, be like, more open to that spectrum yeah. of quality and it's not i've always struggled with that too like do you want to be a filmmaker or do you want to be a critic or do you want to be making commentary about stuff like no i'd rather be like a creator right and just leave like that sort of talk to other people yeah. um but i don't know i haven't had like people like talk shit about my stuff i remember when when we had the short at sundance and it was already so fucking long ago but we got like one bad review not that we had that many reviews but and it was just like oh man you like get all like sad <laughs> uh, anyhow i think we're getting close to the hour here and there was a mistrial for Bill Cosby. And that was the podcast. <laughs> and so ends episode what the 20. Fuck happened? I haven't read anything about it. I think it was that. just like a hung jury. They couldn't come to a to a conclusion. And so I think they're going to uh, prosecute again. Or they're going to... Um, they're going to ask for a retrial. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah. retrial. So. I was having a little bit of trouble reconciling um, that bit of news with the Philando Castile news. So Philando Castile was the guy in Minnesota, uh, Twin Cities, who got shot by a cop and it was captured on Facebook Live. And like, he just got murdered by a cop. And the mm-hmm. cop uh, was found not guilty or cleared yeah. of all charges uh, on Friday. Uh, the same day or the, you know, within 24 hours, Bill Cosby was um, found, whatever, it was, it was a mistrial. Yep. Um, so I was like, man, how do I feel about the justice system right now? <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. Like, um, I don't think Bill Cosby's race had anything to do with it. Obviously, his celebrity may have something to do with it. He just sounds like such a fucking bastard. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds really fucked up. I mean, obviously what he did. Like, I saw this other article, too, about uh, which I had never fucking heard about, about how like Mike Tyson like tried to rape his daughter, Emily. Have you heard about this? Bill Cosby's daughter? Yeah. Bill Cosby's daughter, Emily, was allegedly... Um, uh, what the fuck? Attacked. Or not attacked, but was... At- like, Mike Tyson basically attempted to rape her. And then she went to her mom and dad, to Bill Cosby. And Bill Cosby was like... He basically swayed, tried to tell her to, like, like not try and, like, pursue... Press charges press and charges. all that. And then when she tried to, he basically went on, like, a PR tour... Um, and basically was trying to discredit his own daughter. Bill Cosby? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, apparently it's it's highlighted in the new, some some new documentary about him that was on, like, the Oprah channel. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, this guy is obviously just fucking scum. 
why do you do that? I mean, you would think that like somebody like Bill Cosby with all that money, all that power, if you just really wanted to fuck everybody, just divorce your wife. But that's the thing that he's a fucking psychopath. He he obviously does not want to do that. He wants to he wants everything. No, it's not that. It's like he he gets off on basically raping people. It's fucked up as hell because obviously like you're saying, yeah, he's he could do whatever he want. If yeah. he was he's the fucking <laughs> a huge celebrity, but that's not how he gets off. He would rather yeah. fucking I'd rather do this really illicit kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fucked. Man, what a way to end this podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a great father. <laughs> I got like this one credit card charge. I couldn't figure it out. I think it's Hulu. I think I subscribed <laughs> to Hulu and I don't even watch that. It's yeah. so ridiculous. I had it for a while too. And then you just probably never watched it. I never watched it. And then you yeah. were like watching East Los High for like yeah. two episodes. <laughs> Speaking of rep sweats. No. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like, I think that's good. That's actually a good show, but for I'm sure, not, the, yeah. I'm not the target for audience. For sure. For sure. For sure. You yeah. know, like that's like, if I was like, you know, a 17 year old girl, I'd probably yeah. love that show. For sure. I just, that's not for me. Yeah. That chick, um, what's her name? Vanessa Vasquez. She's mm. like, She's a really good actor. I'd like to work with Vanessa Vasquez one day. I'm going to sound like a fucking creep now. <laughs> uh, but Chingo knew her. She was like she was like in a music video with uh, Chingo huh. like a long ass time ago. And now she's like kind of big time Nice um, on that show. Um, but she's really good. Oh, she's from Austin? Or she's from Houston. Houston. Yeah, she's from Houston. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I think she's got like big star Eva Longoria sort of potential. Nice. Um... No rep sweats. For East Los High. For East Los High or Vanessa Vasquez. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Fucking wrap it up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening. Hopefully this one was a little more animated. Maybe we should just drink Corona Lights and not the uh, Stones, which yeah. fucking really smashes. But, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. Uh, please remember to share this with your friends and family. Uh, hopefully we'll get some guests going on this soon. I think we need to get the office set up. And uh, I was thinking it would be cool to set that office up in a way that we could shoot it in there. Yeah. You know, just kind of like turn around or something like that. Yeah. Um, And make that kind of studio like a little like almost like make it look like a recording booth. I don't know. Sure. Just kind of thinking out loud like in my stupid imagination. Um, But, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. Please tell your friends about this. Uh, Pick up a T-shirt or a cap on the store, dismiler.com forward slash store. Yep. Uh, support on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash desmadre. And uh, if you're not subscribed on iTunes, please do so or Stitcher. And uh, leave a review. It really makes a big difference to have those five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends about it. And SoundCloud too. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Man, I always forget about SoundCloud. Yeah, Check yeah. out SoundCloud. Yeah, I want to build that out more for sure because SoundCloud is definitely like a cool uh, platform where a lot of people it's use. A so. chipster platform. Yeah. Chipster platform. For sure. Uh, But yeah, thank you guys very much. We will talk to you next week. Peace.